There's so much plasticity and pretense today that when you come across the authentic, such as a little kid bawling because his sister kicked him, it restores your interest in life. He isn't trying to raise money for a good cause. He's only expressing the injustice of the situation. He would like to smack her, but he knows that his mother, the sheriff, would see it and punish him rather than punish Jessica for her attack. And hitting her might spare him having to go through expensive therapy in years to come, but he does not. Perhaps he'll be a stand-up comic instead. I find authenticity in church, in the prayers, in the psalm. And last Sunday we sang, How Great Thou Art, and it was so joyful it reduced me to rubble. We sang all four verses, and the chorus built each time around, and the third and fourth choruses were so euphoric they could have melted a stone-cold atheist, and my bass voice got shaky hearing those sopranos soaring. People held their arms in the air. They were freed from their Episcopalian decorum into realms of joy. I get teared up now just talking about it. On my way home, I went into Trader Joe's, and when the cashier said, how are you today, my dear? I was moved. New York women in their 20s do not address a male stranger as my dear. And okay, maybe she was trying to sell me on coming back to Trader Joe's, but it sounded genuine to me. And after I paid, she said, thank you, my dear. And I stifled the impulse to pat her shoulder. There still are boundaries, after all, but her lightness coming on the heels of the hymn, it touched me. I'm descended from Scots English men who avoided strong feelings, and so I don't weep at funerals or movies or reading about suffering and I am grateful for the chance to do it in church. My dad and uncles came and sat by the bedside of their dying mother and were so uncomfortable about grief, they went out in the hall and talked about cars and carpentry. I was a solemn young man, which made me appear more intelligent than I was, so I skated through college without learning much of anything. I still look rather somber. Panhandlers avoid me. Nobody asks me for directions. And so my wife's affection touches me. She sits on my lap every morning, an arm around me, her head against mine. And after 30 years, it's more affecting than ever. She says, don't talk to me. I just woke up and sits on my lap and there's no need to say anything. If I saw this in a movie, a slender woman in pajamas sitting on a man's lap, her head against his, I might bust out crying. She is a hugger, and she does it in a 
beautiful, spontaneous way. I sometimes go so far as to pat someone's shoulder, but she raises both arms and the embracee steps forward and accepts it. I feel like embracing people, but haven't learned the choreography. I know many small children who suddenly become middle-aged, and I want to put my arms around them because I fear for the country they are inheriting. We've lost the presumption of innocence, which is the basis of civility, the assumption that others mean well and want to do the right thing unless they prove otherwise. Me Too was a vigilante movement on the left in which a single anonymous accusation could destroy a long career, and it was followed by suspicion of America itself, while on the right you saw anger against public schools, journalists, public health, gays, and the idea of representative democracy. I can't drive anymore because I see two white lines down the middle where there is only one, and rather than wipe out a nice family in an approaching car, I live in Manhattan, where owning a car is about as practical as owning a llama. The neighborhood is mostly Jewish, so there are old union stalwarts around and lots of shrinks and social workers, but also orthodox who won't ride on elevators on the Sabbath. We're all Democrats, but we're as conservative as we can be. We love the streets with the little shops, and if anyone tried to put in a Walmart, we'd fight to the death. Or if a developer tried to tear down a row of brownstones to put up a 20-story condo tower, we're predominantly hetero, but if you persecuted gays, you'd kill the arts, and we are fond of painting and dance and music and theater. And we even have gay comedians who can make fun of gays in ways that we straights can't. And there were several male couples singing How Great Thou Art, and the cashier who spoke endearingly to me. Who can tell? If you enjoy Garrison's writings, you'll find a bonanza in his newsletter, Garrison Keeler and Friends. There's humor, advice, thoughts on ordinary life, and lots more. Subscribe at garrisonkeeler.substack.com.